episode 63 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, Splatter Chatter. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. What up? Uh, Splatter Chatter is a new fortnightly installation to the Terrorvision programming where we talk about what's new or what's more than likely what's caught our attention in the world of horror, including video games, comics, movies, collectibles, and so on. But mostly we just talk about a topic. Exactly. We'll get to that. Uh, I'd just like to thank all our listeners who support us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTubes. We love you. Now, I see that I've not actually written any names to thank, so... Yeah, they're in the other uh, in list. The, I don't have my other list open. We would like to thank people like uh, Patrick Roberts, Dion Cracknell, Neville Pierce, Simone Stewart... Uh, Dave's Video Graveyard, uh, Melinda Nankville, Nankville um, Simon Zwartz, Kevin Patterson, and Floppy. Um, yeah, those are the people that just kind of couple of people interacted with us over the fortnight. Brilliant. Thank you for being on the ball. Um, now, as we record this, uh, because we record a couple of episodes in advance, uh, we've just come out of a seven-day South Australian lockdown. That was actually a week ago. Yeah. So let's talk about... For our fun facts, what did we do during lockdown? What Dan. did I do? Yeah. Well, I um, have recently got hard back into skateboarding, mm-hmm. and so I you just have. wanted to skateboard, yeah, and I'm I so couldn't because um, there was the rule that you couldn't travel more than two point five k's away from your house. And yep. I'm like, my skateboard park is like, you know, two point like three k's away. So no. I, I just like abide abide the rules. I'm yep. a, I, I like doing the rules. Well, you got to. You have to do the um, so I couldn't skate, so I just sat there thinking about skating. So I got into, I did a lot of fingerboarding <laughs> <laughs> over that time. Sure, sure, sure. And then I um, ticked one thing off my list. I started One Piece. Oh my I got god! Ninety-seven episodes in in two weeks. And in how? A week. I don't want to ask. How many episodes are there of One Piece? There are eight hundred. That's too many episodes of One Piece. Um, but there are. It's one of the good ones that they say. There's only like it's a good one because there's only a hundred episodes of filler. Which isn't much out of 800, considering sure. Naruto had like 400 episodes out of, no, it wasn't 400. It was at least a hundred, like two or 300. It was a shitload mm. out of like the whole lot. So Anime, yes. Very mm. good. <laughs> so you watched a lot of One Piece. And, and I worked on my shed, making yep. my rumpus room. Oh, it's looking very good. Thank I'm you. I'm very, very we excited. Will be, and we'll be moving all our equipment into there. Yes. And so we'll be recording from the rumpus at some stage when it's finished. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, well, I'm a, I'm not used to having downtime, so it was kind of hard for me. Um <clears throat> To relax? It was hard to relax. And I am a big creature of routine as well. So I pretty much just determined that I needed routine. So I, you know, I'd still get up in the morning. I'd do my work stuff, answer emails, blah, 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 blah. Then I'd go do laps around our oval because we live just next to a school. Um, Getting ready for footy season? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm ready for footy season. Sick. So did that and uh, I made a lot of really good food. So I made uh, some shredded chicken. Nope. Uh, in the slow cooker with some sarsaparilla and barbecue sauce. It was delicious. Did you put that in it or did you make it with it? So what I do... You put sarsaparilla in the food. I do. So get your pen and paper ready, guys. No. So what I did was a can of sarsaparilla in about a kilo of chicken. Let that slow cook on low for about five hours. Drain the sarsaparilla out. And then you put in your barbecue sauce. I had a nice Tennessee honey. Uh, chuck that in. Slow cook for another hour and a half. Shred it up. Burgers. You got some pretty good food, my friends. Mm, mm. And then I just watched a butt ton of films. So many films. About a one of, a day? At least? At least. <laughs> I made Liz and she did not sleep well that night. I made her watch The Conjuring, all three of The Conjuring films in one sitting. But she's the same as me. She's usually afraid of like, greys, not she, ghosts. She doesn't like ghost films. Oh. Um, did she like Hereditary? She hasn't watched Hereditary. Oh, dear. So, yes. And that's that's what I did. I had to keep my routine up and then I watched a bunch of films. It was great. Hmm. Um, so, we're just going to jump straight into our topic of the week. Um, so, each week, uh, Dan and I uh, let the Terrorvision Ouija board just, just decide our topic. I can't speak today. Uh, decide our topic of discussion. Um, and this week... Our topic of discussion is gateway horror. That's what the Ouija board told us to talk about. It is. They told us. Uh, So remember, there are no right or wrong answers. It's an opportunity for us to discuss more about what we as horror fans like or dislike and let you, the listener, get to know us a little bit more through our shared interests and 
whatnot. What the fuck is gateway horror? Okay, so gateway horror can be best defined as the movies uh, you show or were introduced to at would you would introduce a newcomer to the genre. So whether it's your partner who hates horror movie or your kid who is asking like, you know, oh, I want to watch a scary movie. I took it in as like, yeah, the stuff that was the gateway horror for, for me as a little kid. Which is fair because... Uh, so the stuff I watched which piqued my interest in the horror genre kind yeah, of thing. Very much so. Or was like the best I could get. Yeah. At, at that age. If like, you've got this weird, like, interest, but you it, have no idea where to get it, you're going to try and find and it. it seems so mystical. <laughs> Very much so. Um, so I, I see that you're, the first thing in your notes is looking at the covers in the video shops. Yeah, so that was one of my first things that got me into horror films, which yeah. is weirdly enough, my gateway into horror films was not watching them, was was studying their video covers in the old video shop. I used to go down every night after, every weekday after school to the local video shop, it was on uh, my home, and just go to the horror section and yep. just sit there and look at every cover, pick up every video, look at the cover, look at the screenshots on the back because that's as close as I could get to these horror films yep. and, like, imagine what these films were going to be like when I got to see them, all these mystical monsters and gore. Um, and I suppose as well in the same as that, it's like Fangoria magazines. Yeah. My, my, my friend's brother's Fangoria magazines, because we couldn't buy them because mm. they were rated R magazines, and just like getting one and being like, uh, me and my mate being too scared to like turn each page, <laughs> but being so into it. Like. But that's the thing. And I think that's like a huge topic of conversation for most people, because like I am in a very similar boat sitting here having this conversation is like I would sit there and I'd be at the video shop and I'd be like, Oh, what is what is that? What is that person doing to that person? Like, and you'd pick up, you know, a copy of Cannibal Holocaust or something, and you're like, "Mum, can I rent this?" No. Well, now I need to know what this is about. Like, I want to know what this gore is. Like, why is this so red? Why is this that? You know, and you you've got that yeah that that, that intrigue that like mystery that yeah. fucking carrot dangled in front of your dick that you can't get into. But and that, that and that's where I think a lot of the uh, horror people are really into horror movie covers. Yeah. So you get like that, um, you know, those ones that clearly the movie was shit, but yeah. the covers are remembered well, forever. Well, they make the cover like the and deadly... then you kind of got to make the film to match the cover and it never happens yeah. that way. Or, or like ones like The Deadly Spawn as a classic cover with the gross teeth on the front. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking movie's pretty shit. <laughs> um, Extro is like yep. one of those ones I always wanted to see. And there's a because we get over here, there's, you know, there's, there's UK covers, there's American yep. covers, and, and I think we usually got the UK covers. Very much so. It's um, PAL, PAL related. PAL, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, the cover of Extra was like the monster, the alien, like with its tongue lashing out. It looked really real on the cover, it looked like a photograph. Yeah. Of, like, and I was always like, oh fuck, man. and like, Extra is not actually Extra is pretty good, but um, there was a whole bunch of them where that movie never lived up to the cover. Like, yeah. stuff like Chopping Mall. Like, I love Chopping Mall, but no, you yeah. are correct. Chopping Mall, the cover versus the film is nothing. Two very different films. Yeah, yeah. There's so many like um, uh covers that just totally yeah. throw you off we could we could do a whole episode on covers which we will later we probably. should Favorite we should do that oh why. my god yes oh i like that and then but then there was always like was the roadshow videos that didn't have any pictures on the back mm-hmm. and i hated them yeah like when i picked up a cover and i went that's sick what's on the back and it was just text or it was just like ads yeah or the ones that just showed you two other covers from other films i was like bullshit Yep. Your motherfuckers. I have been ripped off of something that I'm not paying for. Yeah. Well, I hate you so much. My eyes deserved more than this. <laughs> your motherfucker. I had like, such strong emotions about my video shop, like from growing up. Like it was so important to me. Cutouts. Remember those? Yes. Is that what they, you called them? Like, we just called well, them the standies, stand-ups. Yeah. Standy stand-ups. Like I had one that I always remember I love. I had an Evil Dead 2 one, which was like, you know, the mini ones? They're like a yeah. foot high or a foot and a half high. Yeah, they'd they would be go the like, counter ones yeah, or counter, on, on your drinks machine. Yeah, and it was what it was. It said Evil Dead 2, and then it had, I can't remember what quite was in the middle, but it had a little, like, you know, action figure high Ash holding his boomstick. Yep. And you know the Evil Dead 2 skull with the eyes? It was that on both sides, like Merrod coming out both sides and Ash on top. Oh, my God. And it said Evil Dead 2 like, on the kind of base bit. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Like, and I had that and, um, um, yeah, I had like a, a, a stand-up of 
Nightmare on Street 3. Yep. Like the uh, Freddy with the orange brand. You know, it was all orange. Yes. That movie. Yeah, and that shit was like the fucking. Oh, well, that, and that's, that's all such it is. such gateway. Oh, my and God. And I, I hadn't it. seen any films. No. I had them but, all over my bedroom as a kid. And like, I hadn't got to the point where I could see them. It doesn't matter because it's, it's right there. I think, um, I like, music as well. Like, there are certain aspects to listening and being introduced to new music sort of led you into, you know, for. I guess one of my best examples is Rob Zombie. Like I, I am a pretty big fan, but and he's massive into horror films. So a lot of his imagery and his, so his you, music videos. So you follow like his 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 so, genre vibe. Yeah, so you he's got of, that grindhousey. Yeah, you go down that path and you start, and then obviously once you start meeting people who have like minds, and then it's sort of, oh, then all of a sudden VHSs get stuck passed mm. around you're like oh you should check out this thing i didn't get the i missed grindhouse as mm. a whole concept like yeah. i did was never into it i even when it came out like you know the grindhouse films that quentin tarantino yeah. did like i hadn't seen any grindhouse films before that i was yeah. like i didn't know what it was genre uh, what it was uh referencing yeah so i was like because like planet terror to me just seemed like a monster film yeah and i was like i get this yeah and i love this but yeah death proof like as i said I, I didn't get it i was like but Where's the horror? Mm. How is this a horror film? Like yeah. it's just a man in a car. It's like Jewel. Remember that movie? Yes, the truck. I do. It's and a I fucking think angry truck. But that's that's where all that argument about what it, what is horror because you know you've got this subgenre and it's it just becomes this huge well, time. Horror is an umbrella and underneath yeah. that are all the raindrops of the genres. There's the raindrops. Um, the but rain. yeah, but I clearly like a certain type. I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I, mm. I it's definitely monsters and effects yeah. and. Gore, comedy horror, I think I really like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, definitely. It's Yeah, it's really hard to sort of pinpoint your favourite subgenre because, I mean, I love a slasher, but I also love a creature feature and I love what I sort of... I never really understood because I wouldn't call it monster. It's now more considered eco-horror. So eco-horror? Eco-horror. Fuck so, off. So That's the, a shit name. So your jaws and your Lake Placids and your... Oh, like in... Mon- yeah, I, I just call them uh, big animal. Yeah, so animal. like your big... Like Giant. Grizzly. Like I'm I'm so keen for this new cocaine grizzly movie that's coming out. Like I <laughs> cool. cannot... See, I don't like big... Mo- I don't think they're just big versions of animals. Yeah, that's what I love. I love yeah. that. Like yeah, you're, and you're allowed to love that. Just... Exactly. So what are some films that you watched as a kid that kind of introduced you to the horror genre? Like, because there are just sort of scenes in films that... I think my earliest ones that were like borderlining on the horror is the musical of Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Uh, Rick Moranis, Steve Martin, the remake of the original Little Shop of Horrors. The animatronic. I looked this up recently. The animatronics in that plant. If those who know what Little Shop of Horrors is, it's a musical. Should check it out. I bet. Yeah, about with Rick Moranis and yeah. fucking Steve Martin and all this shit, and that it's about a, an alien plant that comes down and uh, it talks and sings it and does. <laughs> eats people. It does, <laughs> and it's amazing. And it's just a. And I, I that was like so. It's it's horror. It had horror in the name, which attracted to me. And I was. I weirdly got obsessed. I love the idea of man-eating plants. So that yep. was like my thing. There's not many man-eating plant films. No, there should be more. There should be. So I fully, really early got into the Triffids, yep. like the BBC show that they the did Day like, of the Triffids. as a young, real young kid, and they yep. scared the shit out of me. The idea that they like the media came down and everyone went blind. Mm-hmm. So he's like just blind, and then he's like fucking plants to slowly walk around and fuck you up because you're blind. Yep. You're blind. It's insane. Um, so yeah, I really I got into the idea of, uh, of of liking carnivorous plants, and then like my local Granny May store, there was like a a, a Venus flytrap money box that you put like yep. and it ate like swallowed the coins. It was one of my most favourite possessions, and it was through my love of mad eating plants as a kid. Mm. Um, then there was the Mario ones, <laughs> <laughs> the piranha plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just love that concept of these mouths on these plants that can eat people, and that. And there's just not enough of that these mm-hmm. days. Like, there isn't much. But yeah, and I um I remember pre-ordering the cassette tape for the soundtrack, and it took six months to get to uh, me from America. Like, yep. And I went down there and got it, and it had songs on it that weren't in the film. Oh, and it was like the crazy like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and only recently i found out there was a different ending to that film there's an alternate ending Mm. that popped up like a long alternate ending yep where it pops up and he doesn't kill the plant 
and they take over the entire world. Oh. And it's all it's a full filmed ending and it's like news reports of like gigantic plants roaming through the cities destroying mankind. That's cool. And they won. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, look, it's on YouTube, like the, the, the alternate ending, and it's okay. all filmed and everything. I might check that out. Well, I mean, because I watched um, one of my lockdown films was uh, I watched Men in Black, and I hadn't seen Men in Black. It's not a film that I readily The watched. first one is still the best. It's fantastic. And when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, shit. So Rick Baker does all of the... The, the special effects, effects and yeah. stuff. But if you look at the guy that's the, like the giant bugs in him and he comes in and it's wearing his skin. So his skin's all sort of floppy and he's pulling his head back. Come on. Like, what is he? Sugar. Isn't there saying he wants to hire a car or something? Yeah, oh, something along those lines. So he's, you know, that in itself, I'm sitting there going, that would be terrifying because I'm pretty certain like my brother was very young when he saw it at the cinema and... For a kid, that would that must have been freaky. But that's like one of those nice little s- scenes in a standard film that's going to introduce you because yeah. you're like, "What? I love that." Yeah, what, Where can I see more of that? Yeah, they're, they're, those films are like they're the full like gateway things where it's not even a horror film. No, it's just one scene out of it. I got it from Temple of Doom. In the Temple of Doom, when the dude pulls his heart out. Yep. And also Raiders of the Lost Ark when Kalima. the fucking the, yeah, and when the Nazis melt. Yep. See, mine that, that was, was pure horror. When yeah. you think about it, mine was um, Last Crusade. That was the first Indiana Jones film <laughs> I Indiana ever Jones. saw, and is my favorite. And the scene where he he drinks he cho- and he he, he his, chooses poorly. He chooses poorly, and his whole fucking face gets fucked up, Fair and then right. he becomes like this this very quick scene of he's like the crypt keeper, and then he's like this skeleton, and I'm like. Ah, that was the best. Yes, yeah. I how many times I rewound that 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 bloody Nazi melting and mm-hmm. like and face melting scene. Oh man, but that, that didn't scare me. But like the the Temple of Doom one scared me more. The, mm. It was the idea that the heart opened up. He pulled out your heart and then it it sealed back up. Yeah, and you were still alive. So you're sitting there going, someone could just pull out my heart at any given time. No, <laughs> even in the film Casper, like the 1996 no. film Casper, there is a scene where the I'm ghosts out. are like nah. haunting them, and he looks up and his face transforms and just it starts screaming at him, very similar to the Poltergeist scene. And that in itself, like the film, is not 100 percent fantastic. Like if you're a 10 year old kid it's probably great um but that scene you're like that shouldn't have been in you know a g-rated film but that was something that i was like what is this i like this yeah or well, they this, knew please. what kids probably liked um i got the same thing from like i a tech the, the, there are textbook like gateway films that are purely made for it monster squad mm-hmm. that's a you know it's basically goonie horror goonies yeah it's it's a horror film it has dismemberment in it, it had more to fucking it had more gore in it than last week's bloody film that we watched, <laughs> fucking Red uh, Black yep. Roses. Like that, that kids' movie had more blood and gore in it. You know, it had uh, that is a gateway film, and, yeah. like, and the fact is, it, it's it's based around a bunch of kids that are basically gatewaying into horror. Yeah. they got their monster squad, their club. They go and draw monsters and shit, and they're obsessed with it. Like, yeah. Whew. And it's all like universal monsters, so they've not quite yet been introduced to what, actual horror. Spider with human head. Yeah, so this is all like the 1950s, 1960s kind of that sci-fi horror stuff that is ideal for kids. Mummy, Wolfman. Yeah, like I would show any one of my nieces or nephews Creature from the Black Lagoon and they'd probably be like, can I watch it? They'd be like, I am so fucking bored. Where's TikTok? <laughs> uh, Pretty yeah, much, yeah. just be a TikTok of them bored watching it and you're getting paid out. <laughs> Uh, other ones that I thought that were like my, uh, and then uh, what are the other obvious ones? Uh, gremlins. gremlins. Yeah. Straight out, Gremlins, yeah. Gremlins, like, man. What is that? That movie, has anyone watched it recently? That is horror. Yeah, because we watched it, I mean, I say we watched it recently. It's probably like 50 episodes ago. But but yeah, like the whole, you know, the Gremlins being shoved in. The mum scene. The, that, the mum yeah, defending her house is like fucking textbook. It's insane. The bit where like she first comes out and he's like he's eating the one of the gremlins is eating a gingerbread man and mm-hmm. it's just like animatronic you know, like and I'm like oh my god that looks amazing yeah and he like she makes a noise and it turns around and it's like no it makes like a snarly like looking noise and you're like yeah. shit's gonna get real <laughs> and then there is like within that scene there is like 
there's like a knife stabbing, there's a microwave exploding, there's a fucking head decapitation, there's a there is so much shit in that scene and I'm like this is like the it's 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 clearly the best batch film, yeah. monster batch film, whatever they call them. Yeah, I'd say so. Um it's really hard as well because like my And they melt. Oh yeah, they melt. They melt and they fucking come out of eggs and explodings and all like, these they got green shit inside of them they're so they're so disposable the gremlins yeah because you're just like there's more so you can just smash them up I'm they're green because they got they don't have red in them but i thought it worked really well with them being green inside and they have the red splat they even gremlins too when they the elevator goes down oh and it's like, yes and i'm like yeah. Everyone so hates Gremlins 2, and I think it's one of the best films ever Kieran made. Gremlins 2 is so much fun. I almost like it more than the first one. I said yeah, it. for different reasons. Though. Yeah, oh, different, definitely different reasons. Um, I remember watching the Adams Family when I was a kid. So you know the the nineties oh, yeah, Adams Family. Yeah, with um, that's that's one hundred percent. Christina like, Ricci is Wednesday. Yes, hard crushing on her. Uh, Doc Brown as. Festa. Uncle Fester, yeah, um, and Morticia Adams, like uh, Angelica Houston, is her. Like, is is the first one the one where he comes in and makes out his Fester? Yes, that's it. That I that couldn't fly that story with me. I'm like the odds, yeah, of someone making out there's someone because they look like them and then finding out they are that person. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> it didn't fly with me. I'm like, it's it's too outrageous. It's yeah. like the Wild Wild West film. You can't believe it. Okay, so Wild, <laughs> let me let me just have a second uh, on our horror podcast because I had never seen Wild Wild West, and this was one of the films that I was made to watch during lockdown, and I hated it. It's it shit. was so stupid. It's I'm so like, out there that you can't believe it. No, it was no ridiculous film. Stupid film. It's like that. I stand um, by that. What's that movie where the cities are, like, driving around? Oh, the new one, the Peter Jackson one? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Mortal Uh, Engines or something. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's such an outside-of-reality concept that you can't enjoy the film. Because you're like, like, you see these cities turning real quickly and shit. I'm like, it couldn't do it. (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, it's got, like, centrifugal forces and blah, 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 blah. It couldn't do it. Like, so to me, it, I just, it, it, it was lost on me. I yep. couldn't accept the concept. Therefore, I couldn't accept the film. Yep. No matter how good it looked or how interesting the story was or compelling, that core concept of the film was so dumb yeah. that I was just like, nah. No, I never saw Mortal Engines, but yeah, I, I hated, I hated, passionately hated Wild Wild West. It's not very good. It's just the worst. But anyway, back to The Addams Family. I mean, look, The Addams Family is made for kids. It came out in like, what, 1990 something. So I would have seen it when I was like six or seven. Um, that whole concept, that plot line is not going to really factor into my brain hole that this is what's happened. All I'm thinking is... That girl's cute and creepy, and what is all of this weird stuff? Like, why do yeah, they look so different to everyone? And I like this. I do like. This I, is for Gomez me. Adams is sick. Oh, that, he's suave as shit. Like the idea that he's like, like nowadays he's like he became what cool rich people look like. Very <laughs> like, much so. from the original, original, original Adams family. Like he's not, he doesn't even look weird anymore. No. So like people look like him. Yeah, that's exactly they, right. They dress sharp, but that's black. The, so they've recreated the Adams family today for today's generation, um, using the very original comic book uh, adaptation. So this is what they used to look like when the oh, comic yeah, book yeah. first came out. Um, but I really like that. That's another generation of kids that are going to watch the Adams family and just sort of go, "Oh, I really like this weird and kooky is kind of family." Is Hotel Transylvania a gateway horror? I don't know. Have you seen them? I have I've seen, seen like three of them. The, oh, there's more than one. Oh, I've yeah. seen the first one. It wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. That Steve Buscemi, the disheveled werewolf, because he's got so many kids. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I might rewatch that. But do you remember the nineteen? Uh, uh, Adam Sandler's. The, yes. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember the 2006 film Monster House? Yeah. That, that was, was great. legitimately a freaky film. That was um, r- massively reminded me of a Clive Barker story called The Thief of Always, which was his. This was Clive Barker's children's book he wrote. It's a novel. <laughs> yep. It's not. Like, it's still a fucking horror, but it was about, like, 
basically you go to I think it's called the Happy House or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it take when you're like di- or when you're a kid and you're like just happy with your life, you get the opportunity to go to the Happy House, which it takes you to this alternate reality. And when you go there, everything's wicked. Yeah. Like, you know, you go into the ha- like, you know, everything you, you want as a kid, you do whatever you want, you get everything you want, you eat whatever you want. But what it's doing is like for every like time works differently at the Happy House. So when you're there, like for a day, a year has gone past in the real world and the house eats that time. Yeah. It wow. lives off of that time, so it steals time from you. But at the end it has like the house, like they fucking try to leave and the house goes and it starts like and it does the thing from Monster House like yeah. it's exactly the same yeah and I even think Monster House had a weird theme like that yeah like, Monster House was a, like it's been I saw it at the cinema and I don't think I've seen it since um but it's definitely one of those films that kind of stick with you in somewhere in your brain because I still to this day go yeah Monster House was like freaky as hell and that's not I wouldn't have really put that in the this is appropriate for kids category yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's cool, like, though. It's I kind of borderline. It's, it's nice. It's a sick. It's a gateway. Definitely, the, definitely into the a real horrors. One hundred percent a gateway. Um, I mean, Return to Oz. Yeah, fuck that film. <laughs> Fucking Return to the Wheelies. The Wheelers. No. That's it. That's no. it. The Wheelers. That's what it is. No, fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. Well, do you remember that? Or even worse, you remember that? Fuck the Wiz. That oh, the Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen that. And that I, shit's rough. I do not plan to watch that. You should. That's a horror. Um, <laughs> no. But what, what think, bringing it up now, because uh, I know a lot of this is going to be relevant to our age groups, and yep. I think all of our listeners are our age group yep. around, at least between both of us. I'm the older, you're the slightly younger. Yep. Um, a lot of us, we grew up with a thing that not people don't grow up with now is that the modified TV versions of horror mm-hmm. films. So as a young kid, you could access some films that would have been out of your reach because they've been modified. Yep. So you would get the core concept of the film maybe with the blood and the swearing cut out of it. So yep. we got to watch films like Aliens and The Thing when we were way younger. Yep. But all the shit was taken out of it. But you still got that love for the monster mm-hmm. and, and the core concept of the film, but with these modifi- modified ver- versions. And it was only like Claire just goes, no, they still make modified versions of stuff. I'm like, they don't. Like that shit stopped years ago. Because mm-hmm. they started putting R-rated movies on just later on at night. Yeah. And then, But we like, yeah, got when I was in primary school, there were modified versions of things. And then eventually when you got a bit older, you got to see the normal version and you knew yeah. the exact time that it had changed because yeah, you had watched like, those modified what? versions so much. You got those extended, especially Hellraiser. Yeah. Hellraiser was heavily modified on television. That's where, obviously where I first had it because we taped all of our, our you know, our horror movies off of television. Yeah. Had taken out the ads, pausing it between the ads oh, and yes. shit. Um, and just, so getting this, it was, that's almost like a weird gateway into it that you got these, like, it's just a weird concept when you think yeah. about it. Imagine like, Every film came out with a modified version that everyone could watch. And like it's so Hereditary? St- oh. Not, not, you can't modify But if Hereditary it. was on TV, yeah. it would just cut out that headshot. Yeah. And that's all they cut out. Pretty much. Because yeah. there's not actually any horror in it. No. It's all like, very psychological. Yeah. Hereditary. That, yeah. That, uh, horror was back then to the classification board was just blood, gore. Yeah. Um, adult themes didn't come till later. Oh, I remember this. This film is uh, rated AO for adults only. Yes. Oh, yeah. back in the day, but that's how we. I think for like our generation, we discovered many things because I mean, just off the the top, you, you know SBS late at night. That's how you would find a lot of weird Japanese films or or just anime. Like well, yeah, the, anime like manga... your Akira. Oh, like, manga. So manga studios. Manga was not the book genre back yeah. in the day. It was a company called yes. Manga. So that's where. That's why a lot of people call animes mangas. Yeah. Where they're not theoretically wrong. They're just people that grew up in the nineties, that because the company was called Manga. So they're saying manga films. Yeah. And like so, all these like you know, well actually, uh, like, well actually, uh, uh, manga is the uh, book. It's like well actually, yeah. <laughs> it was. I'm going to be it now. Like yeah. It was a company called Manga which bought over the thing. So theoretically, you're both right. Yeah. So shut your dick up. <laughs> but that's you where you get stuff like your Demon City Shinjuku, 
Um, uh, your uh, wicked cities, Ninja Scroll, Ninja Scroll, Demon, Demon City. Oh no, no, no! You also have Wicked City and then Demon City Shinjuku. Yeah, because they just recently were released as a double pack. Oh really? They have I, nothing to do with each other. No, it's it's a strange concept. Uh, I think it's probably the same company or something. But that's how you were introduced to to that kind of stuff. Like you were introduced to anime at that time. You were introduced to sexy porn at that time. What was the thing where? Foreign films. Australian adults were still convinced that cartoons were for kids. Oh, uh, yes. So you always got that opportunity where, I mean, yeah. Akira, I didn't understand as a kid. No. I watched it um, heavily medicated from, like, kidney diseases and shit. <laughs> no. And the bits where Tetsuya falls down, he thinks his guts is falling out, and he's yeah. trying to scrape it back into his body. That really affected me. I, I, It really yeah. didn't work well with how I was thinking at those times. Oh, no. And I remember, like, and I... The bit three is kind of freaking out. I don't know if you remember it. And there's like this weird effect. It's like yep. going towards his head and shit. And it's just like, I'd had freak you, outs like that. You don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. No. Um, Ghostbusters is another fantastic one that we, we've both. Saw it in the drive-in. Oh, I've never been to the drive-in. The lady. What? To this day, I have never. What? I have never been to a drive-in. How? I've been to a drive-in just I recently. I, wa- I don't know. I watched The Force Awakens. At the, <laughs> or, no, what was the other one? The latest, the last one where they... I don't know. Kylo Ren. The, la- the last one in the Star Wars. Whatever it is. Yeah. I watched that in the drive-in with Claire because they do it. They will bring in more. It's so good. Yeah. The drive-in's right. It's like a whole experience because the one we've got in Adelaide has like a fucking old school malt bar, candy bar at the back. You can get dinner and hot dogs See, and shit. See, the whole concept is just... Jen. I love it, but I've just never been. Weird. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, it's such a cool thing we used to do when you're younger. You used to go with a whole group of people. You back the cars up, like the the panel vans, because you go there and the Sandman, like the Adelaide Sandman or, uh, or organization, is always there with all their painted up cars and shit there. Oh, okay. And you used to like on the hot summer nights, you'd get out, sit on a deck chair. Everyone would have their sweet stereos up, super loud, playing the sound. So yeah. it was just like. It's chill out. Drink beers. You're allowed to take beers in there. Well, if they, they need to do some horror because I don't want my first experience at the drive-in to be like some weird normal film. You want your first experience at the drive-in to be a film you've seen because sometimes it doesn't work out the screens. Sure. Like, if it's a dark film, yep. it's real hard to see anything. I love that. That's fair. But Ghostbusters, yes. So, yeah. so uh, I hid... The, the library lady came out. Yeah. I hid yeah. for half the film until I got brave enough to come back out. <laughs> I like that. I, I remember being... I never had a problem with anything that we ever wanted to watch, but when I think when we were like, oh, let's just ch- check on Ghostbusters for the kids, they're like, mm, I don't think you guys are old enough for it, so you have to go outside and play. That's like my mate, um, Treaders. He went to the drive-in when he was younger and it was a double feature. Yep. And the, the the first feature their parents decided was too scary for them. So they made him and his sister just lay down in the back of the car <laughs> and he just heard Temple of Doom. <laughs> like just listened to it for a whole film. Like, <laughs> And then he got to watch, sit up and watch the second one. Oh, that's so bad. That's so bad. Well, we were having a conversation when we had our weekly lunch the other day. We were talking about the board game Nightmare. Yeah. Sorry. Do you remember that? I Look, I remember so funny fucking synchronicity bullshit happened this week. So you and I had talked about it on Thursday. First we'll talk about Nightmare. Yeah. So Nightmare is a board game from the 80s, 90s, early I will 90s. say like early 90s. Early yeah. 90s. It's a VHS board game where you put a VHS on. It has a timer on it. You get to play for exactly one hour. And you are battling the guy on the TV called... The Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. He comes up at... In, in the thing, and uh, whatever happens, you have to like stop what you're doing. And if he comes on and he says like, I can't remember what it is, you have to say yes, my gatekeeper. Yeah. So you have to say shit that's like quite embarrassing to play. Otherwise, yep. it, like, and he's like, who didn't say yes, my gatekeeper? And like, he tries to pit like pit you off against each other. It's a really cool concept. Yep. Um, and you're trying to get around the board, and you're trying to stop him. And as like the time is going down, more shit happens. Like, it gets getting faster, heartbeats are coming in. And usually the game's really well-timed that it will end up in those last minutes that you beat him mm. and or you don't beat him. Yeah. Like, and you all lose yeah. and the gatekeeper wins. Yeah. And he gets more haggard as it goes through. It's just such a cool fucking It's a con- great concept. And I, I showed the trailer uh, for it to Liz yesterday and 
she was just like, this guy looks like he's having the best time of his life doing this gatekeeper thing. It's like he's probably it's his claim to fame. But that was one of those board games that I always wanted and I never had. I was, I, it was never purchased for me. Like it was never a gift or anything like that. Um, but it was just so interesting to me, this concept that you could play a game against the TV with the TV. Well, we played it so much. So it kind of, you start to learn at what points shit's about to happen and yeah. shit so you can get ready for <laughs> it. And like, cause it comes on real loud and it tries to scare you as well. Yeah. You're supposed to play it and dip. It says like, it's got this real atmospheric opening. It's like, turn down the lights and the TV up. And it's just fucking cool. And yeah. it's horror and it's wicked. Um, I played it at like my friend's house, and he had a real, real younger brother. Yep. So I'm like, I don't know how old kids are. Like, it was like he was three about or that four. High. He was talking. He's walking around and like sub talking, and um, yeah, he came in and just saw this dude on the fucking TV having a go at us, and he freaked. Oh god. The TV man. We had to stop playing it. He thought there was a man talking to us, and I'm like, oh man. And I, I remember thinking to myself, this is the power of horror. This mm-hmm. is like. Your imagination taking yeah. you away. But, yeah, they did one later on called Atmos, Atmost Fear yeah. or something like that. I never saw that one. But I had the the, the add-ons. I think I still may have them of Zombie, Saramban, what's his name? Sam, Saramban, what's that real famous like voodoo zombie? Some, oh, my God, I forgot his name. I yep. don't even know. And The Witch as well, The yep. Witch one. Okay. Um. Oh, my God, I can't remember his name. You'll I'll think about it. it I'll remember it later. Well, it was really funny because, like, we had talked about this. And then yesterday I get home from work and Liz, uh, she was at, she was out thrift shopping and she came home. She's like, I saw this and I thought of you and I picked it up and I had a look and then I looked at the back and I'm like, definitely for Jen, $2 at the op shop and she hands me Nightmare. So good. So good. So now I have Nightmare and we are going to... Is it all in there? I'll have to check. Is the tape in there? The tape is in there. I think you can. The whole tape is on YouTube. It anyway. is on YouTube, yeah. Because I no, showed it. The all on YouTube. More than likely, but yeah. So we're gonna have to have a night and play some oh, nightmare. Yeah, it's I'm so good. So keen. What about what was your first R-rated film you saw? Can you remember? Did you write uh, that down? You haven't. My first R-rated film I saw at the and cinema. And how old were you? So we're talking like R-rated, R-rated? R-rated film, your first one. The first one that I remember seeing, uh, and it's not even a horror film, it was Basic Instinct. Oh, is it R-rated? It is R-rated because oh. it's full of sex. Sex, sex, sex. So this is the film that I've, I so was... So your gateway R-rated was a fucking sexy film about a girl... Is that the one with uh, the ice pick one? Yes. And the beaver shot? Yes. Um, From Hot Shots or whatever it was, when I... it just turns into a beaver? <laughs> I was... Seven or eight, and I it was just something that I'd like I'd gotten out of bed and I wasn't feeling heaps good. So Mum's just like, "Oh, just just sit, sit on the couch." And it was one of those films where I don't know what's going on on the TV, and it's on. So I'm an eight year old watching this weird Basic Instinct film with my mum there, and it was strange. I remember like staying at my mate's house because maybe to stay over. That was yeah. wicked and sneaking out and. Because like we knew that like the adults were watching a horror, and we'd sneak out and hide behind the couches yep. and look around. And We've shit. done that. The first R-rated film I ever saw in the cinema, and I was, I don't remember. I, don't know the I was not eighteen at this time, but I went and saw Hannibal. Oh, you're right. So, yeah. So that man, was... that's so mine. My mate rings me. This is in year seven, so I don't know how old you are in year seven. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the last 12. year of last year of primary school. And um, he's, he rings up, yeah, he's just, his opening line was, do you like R-rated movies? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, I do. None of us had seen one. Yeah. And his parents had left. Uh, he, this is one of those rich kids. And his parents, his sisters leave him. Yeah. You know, those kids, yeah. the parents, really irresponsible parents. They were like drinkers, partiers, like those 1980s, like Coke parties and shit. Mm-hmm. And they just like really gave their kids too much leeway. And you know, the older brother turns into the bad kid. Yeah. He's like fully into like weed and like, but not like a stoner, you know, in the, the, yeah. the 1980s, early 90s bad kid. It's the negative connotations. Like mullets and <laughs> fucking, uh, and, 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 uh, what are those fucking cars that start with C? Cortinas. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah. Those dudes, they wear, they wear, they wear flanny druggy shirts and they're into like, you know, dodgy shit. And as oh, a young God. kid, you're like, mm. anyhow, he had one of those brothers. And also, so 
we hit, they left and they left Evil Dead. Oh. So we watched, that was the first horror movie I yep. saw in year seven was Evil Dead. And it's fucking the monster of horror yeah, films. 100%. Well, Halloween I remember getting is used to it though, halfway through. I was, we were shit scared at the start. Yeah. But as it went through, we got, I remember, I think it's not as bad as yeah. I thought. But it still was. I was still, I reckon I, yeah, I was pretty glitched by it, eh? Yeah. Like, I'd same those milk coming out of Something's them. happened. Well, I remember, because Halloween, the 1978 one, is, is R-rated. And still to this day, I think they've not reclassified it. So it's still R-rated. And I remember, and I was still young. I would have been like nine or ten. And I really wanted to watch it. And because I, like, I really liked the cover and stuff. And I'd gone in. And I'm like, mum please let me watch this. And the guy at the movie store, he's just like, look, it's really not that bad. It's just like, it shouldn't be classified this today. Like today it could probably be an M. And mum's like, yeah, whatever. So then I like think the first R-rated film I ever hired was probably like Halloween because mum was just like, yeah, it's fine. I reckon that's why I didn't want, like a lot of the slasher stuff. Because my first... Like, you know, introduction of the real horror was Evil Dead, well, which you, is you're, so you're jam- starting at the top. It's so jam-packed with effects and yeah. gore and full-on shit. And dis- it's like, it's got actual, like, you see axes hit limbs. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not oh, yeah. this cutaway horror or anything. I mean, the second one had more cutaway horror in it. But, like, it's all there. And, like, so then there was stuff like Halloween. It mm-hmm. fully didn't interest me. It was just a man walking around with a knife. Yeah. So I always I skipped a lot of that shit until later on in my life. Like even to the point of today, I haven't seen heaps of the Halloween films because I was just like, why would I? Yeah, that's um, fair. But yeah, and so I've got this massive bar that I and that and you can see that the, all the films I like are all stemmed from that moment of me yeah. watching that well, think- film because well. All my things revolve around like the gore effects. They revolve around like seeing mm-hmm. limbs come off. They, it's about like demon transformations and shit like that. The fucking milk out of the mouth, the pus out of the mouth, the shine of the glit of the of the goo mm-hmm. was all Evil Dead to me. Like yeah. the concepts of like the pure evil and the monsters. They weren't humans. They were humans contorted. That's all my shit. That's my yeah. jam. And that's all now I realize in saying this. Because of that first R-rated movie was the bar I hit. Where yeah. yours was like Halloween. It makes sense that you love Halloween now so much. Yeah. Weird. I know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you you just started real fucking high. <laughs> There's nowhere for you to go from here. You're just it's like, true. Do you know what? I don't reckon it's ever like Brain Dead is yeah. the closest I've got to to beating that feeling, and some other ones like, but it's. There's not many films that I still figure as like fucking that's me. Mm. You know what I mean? That this is what I want. This is this is all the cool shit. Brain Dead is definitely one of them though. Yeah. But even well, see, Brain Dead has like some like real boring scenes at the start. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I remember like I don't even because I was trying really hard to think like what the very first horror film I ever saw was, and I struggled so hard to like. I know I've seen so many over the years, and I started watching them way too young. I just don't remember, but I do have strong memories of A Nightmare on Elm Street. So my brother had hired it and I remember he'd come home with it and I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was too scary and I was too young, blah, 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 blah. And then I saw the back of the VHS and it was the corpse with the centipede coming out of the mouth. Which doesn't really happen, does it? No. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I can remember. And I just remember that I was like talking to my brother from the the doorway to his bedroom while he was watching it. And then all of a sudden I was in the bedroom. Uh-oh. And then I was on the bed watching it with him. And then my mum came it, which in. One, which one was this? This no. is the very first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and, see that till way later. Yeah. I, I missed that one. So I was would have been pretty damn young when I saw that for the very first time. But that one is the one that kind of screams out, like, this is probably the first horror film that you've ever seen. I do remember, like, I used to tape horrors. And still be scared of them, even though they're modified versions. But what I used to do is just get them right, fast forward them, stop, play at a random point, and then just what's going to be on the screen? <laughs> like try, like, like just to get random moments. Sure. And I'd always have to do it in the daytime before school. Yeah. But I remember one of the times I did that was Nightmare on Street 1, and it was the bit where Freddy pulls his head open. He goes, you got the body and I got the brain. Yeah. And that was my point. Of Nightmare on Elm Street that it stopped on and it had that exact moment. So I turned it straight off and thought, this is clearly the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> and it was actually, that's probably the worst bit and one of the worst bits. Yeah. Oh, Siri talking to you again. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember that was like a, a funny moment in my life of like, 
You know, oh, it's just, so strange. And it's it just sort of goes to show how we are as people nowadays because of it. It's very interesting. I don't know what, what kids are like with horror these days. I don't even know if horror is a is a thing that kids like well, anymore. This is the problem. Like, it's know a problem, is it? It's it's not a problem. So the, the genre has changed and evolved so much. And what we were watching as kids and what we were allowed to watch as kids is completely different and considered highly inappropriate for kids nowadays. But... I don't know, like I doing selling some horror stuff at some toy fairs, I get a lot of kids coming up asking um, for horror stuff. For classic horror. And it's always, a lot of it's it. They all want it stuff. It's all about it's Pennywise. It was the one that came out recently. Yeah. It's like, so it's, it's the only thing they've got to latch on to. Don't so, get me wrong, that movie was fucking sick, those it was two great. films. I, I can't fucking them as, loved also, it. Also, I only got the second one, but they're one film. It is one film. I it's just a, one real long film. Like, you, don't, you don't break it. it up. I love it. I love yep. it. It was just. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of CG, but, like, they did it okay. But yeah. fuck that feel, man. Like So good. But this, I feel that it is probably the gateway horror for most kids nowadays. And that's a pretty big... It's not even a gateway horror. It's just a flat-out horror. It is a flat-out horror film. But this is the gateway. This is the, the film that these kids are watching and introducing themselves to to then go off and go, oh, I want to see other stuff. I always find it weird that I have parents come in with their quite young kids, so you're looking at, like, primary school age kids, and their kids have all... And the parents just like go, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm like, and I go, oh, are you sure this is okay for them? And like, it's fine, he's watched all of Walking Dead. I'm like, yeah. why would you let your kid watch Walking Dead? Not only is that... Not, not, like, it's, it's like... The horror of that thing is like the psychological horror of how horrible people are. Mm-hmm. It's gore porn. Yeah. It's like they're going, no, nah, he's watched... It's fine, it's... I'll just pop on Hostel for my kids and shit like that. And I'm like, it's basically what you're doing. Like, don't do that. It's actually like bad parenting. I'm going to say yeah. that. Like, if if you've if you've shown your very young kid The Walking Dead and watch, let them watch the whole season, I there. Actually, Stranger Things is a gateway for young kids now. Cause it definitely kids is. Kids love Stranger Things. Yeah. And that is definitely the modern day gateway because that is textbook. Yeah. Like, Introducing them to every uh, uh, every genre, genre really. of, of of our horror. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Because there's not much comedy horror anymore. Not much in the cinema. No. Like, name a, like, a, a good comedy horror that's come out in the last like ten years. I mean, you probably could, but I, I probably can't. could. Yeah, you, no, it, it's a like, on the spot where yeah. if you say name a good horror horror comedy that came out in the eighties, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll just do a fucking thousand. He would have too. Woo. Oh man, just all of them. Like, but all the yeah, like, like Return of the Living Deads and shit. That yes. was classically funny. But the so I think yeah, well, Stranger Things is definitely one of the one of them because you know you've got kids. It, I wouldn't put any. There's not. I, I think that real... saved horror. I think yeah. they brought it to a new generation. I, I don't know if you don't like Stranger Things, I can't see why you wouldn't. Like it's just, it's like a mixture of like it's got the it's got like the fucking it's got the energy of Goonies. It's got it's something got like, for everyone. Yeah, it's got the energy of Goonies. It's got like the like it's got the like the monsters of like critters and gremlins. It's got like the 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 concepts of it and stuff in it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's got it all in there, and it's it, it was aimed nearly at young kids. Like there's not much in there, and kids love it. Yeah, there are under there are kids comics of Stranger Things. Yes. So like there are adult comics of Stranger Things, but there are specifically kids graphic novels yeah. for well, Stranger you- Things characters because they're like. Well, you walk into like, um, you know, Big W and all that, and they've got Stranger Things stuff for the kids in the kids section. So, mm. you know, you can put your little baby in a Stranger Things onesie. That's cute. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, the f- flower faces. Well, the Demi Gorgons. <laughs> the Demi Gorgons. Flower face. Yeah. But, like, yeah, if I, oh, man. I've, I've lost track of what I was talking about. We were but... talking about. Uh... Oh, first R rated. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're talking about gateway horrors for today. Like. Yeah, what have the kids got? Monster House. Yeah, that, that. I think Stranger it, Things is is the ultimate one. Yeah. If I, I had Stranger Things when I was in year seven, it would have been the best thing of my entire life. There's no, there, there's, there's no. I see why kids. Every second kid comes into my shop wearing a Stranger Things t-shirt, and yeah. they're like, oh, they love Stranger Things. Their parents, and I'm like, yeah, it's because it's wicked. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what a kid should be watching. It's so good. So we sat down. I remember sitting down to watch it. We're like, okay, everyone's talking about this new show, Stranger Things. Sure, all right, I'll give it a go. We're like, we'll just sit down and watch an episode. And 10 episodes later, yeah, you're like, we're oh, like, oh, it's dang. done. That was fantastic. Give me more. Mm-hmm. And then we'll keep it excited. I mean, so. I mean, each season went on. It, it genreed a different thing kind of thing. So people are like, oh, I didn't like it. It wasn't like the first season. Because it's doing something. It's, it's doing, a, doing another whole different. genre of horror. Like yeah. It's doing the 
the the alien sci-fi or whatever, or it's doing this and that, or it's doing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it does that whole, and on top of that, it puts its own little spin on everything. So mm-hmm. I'm like, it's fine, it's perfect, it's a great fun show. If yeah, mm. I don't know, I don't. There must be people out there don't like it. Well, they're stupid. Oh, I'm just <laughs> no. You you like what you but like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not collecting any Stranger Things action figures. Yeah. I haven't got a poster on my wall, but like if you're a young kid, you definitely should. Yeah. Oh, you would 100% cool. have a poster on the wall. Like I've got the the soundtracks because soundtracks. Oh, the soundtracks. But yeah, that was, but that was like a direct homage to yeah. that fucking sick 80s synth. Oh, synth wave. Oh man, don't get don't get me started. That's so good. I had a customer. You know, I've got that Carpenter Brute or Brut. Yes. Whatever it's called. I don't yes. know how you say that. Like, I had a customer coming in that goes, "Is this Carpenter Brute?" And I'm like, yeah, how did you know that? And he goes, oh, I'm full into synthwave horror. And I'm like, yeah, but how did you even know that? Like, you know what I mean? How did you even reckon? Yeah. Because like, even though I love all that shit, I wouldn't recognize them no. individually. I like, couldn't walk like, in and be like, oh, this is uh, John Carpenter's Lost Themes uh, track seven, uh, 52 I mean, seconds in. Audio Blood, he'd notice it. Oh, he Check out would. Audio Blood podcast. He goes over. He's a, a Adelaide guy now that lives in Denmark. He's somewhere in another country. He's in And he keeps buying all these freaking Swedish shit records and uh, it makes me super jealous. That's because, yeah, he has access to all the the Swede stuff. Exactly. It pisses me off. But, yeah, so I would like to know uh, what y'all think about uh, Gateway Horrors. I definitely want to hear what audiences have as their Gateway Horrors. We'll probably open it up to Facebook and stuff like that um, just to get some interactions. Wow. This whole this this discussion went the whole podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> we could definitely cut it off there then. Let us know. Over on the things. Oh, I'm supposed to do the the thing, aren't I? Oh, I can do the thing if you like. No, I should do the housekeeping. I forgot that I do the housekeeping That's in fine. this one. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast Splatter Chatter with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us. Please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, follow, whatever. Do it on your things. I always find the people who love us on YouTube is really weird. Listening to podcasts on YouTube, I find that strange. It's not a thing because it doesn't, it doesn't keep it all together. I like the podcasting apps where it keeps mm. it all, you know, yep. here's your next episode, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Anyway, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Do it however you, you want. You do I, you. You do you. We've got you. We've got it there for you. So, yeah, you can stroke whatever you want. Um, subscribe, leave a comment or a review. Reviews help us out heaps, guys. If you mm-hmm. want to leave a review, even if it's a star one, I don't know, just comment. Just say, hey, guys, I thought a lot of the cut of your jib. Yeah. <laughs> do that. And share it with your friends. Definitely do that. If you've got any horror-like-minded dickheads out there, smash it onto their social media and go, hey, fuck face, look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, you can interact with us both on Facebook and Instagram. That's all we've done. We haven't done TikTok or any of that other bullshit. I will, no, not doing TikTok. We, we, I mean, it, it's the next platform, but yeah, it's not really viable for us. I mean, it could be, but who gives a shit? No. Nope. Um, check us out on Instagram at Terrorvision Pod, um, you know, and stuff like that. We get an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. You want to send us, you know, I don't know. What do people put in emails? I don't know. Attachments? <laughs> Just an attachment. I don't care. With the Trojan virus in it? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Please don't do that. And, you know, that's it. Yeah, great. Do you have a sign off? I do. I don't. Until next week, may all your dreams be dreams. Aww.